Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Connor Nolan's appearance in the zone is brought to you by Allstate Insurance with agent John Mark Goings. Another two-strike pitch and that one's cut on a mist. That's back-to-back case now from Nolan. John Mark Goings Allstate in Jacksonville and Cabot can take care of your home, auto, RV, boat, life, and commercial insurance. Great inning by Connor Nolan. Go ahead about that. One, two, three. Outstanding. Are you in good hands? All right, let's bring him in. Connor, scale one to ten. How sensitive are you feeling today? Because we're not messing around. We're getting after. It. You ready? Uh, I'm like a zero right now. You have to perfect. Shoot it straight. Right. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, we love you. We're gonna be nice to you. So, and I love Ron. I get nothing against Ron. I feel bad now that I hurt Ron's feelings. Now I'm like, I'm, I mean, I used to be really mean a lot of the time. I'm usually pretty nice now. And I thought people could take a little light ribbing on the show. Apparently not. And I feel terrible. It's gonna ruin my whole day. So, anyway, I'll, I'll be good to you. Um, let me ask you this. Can I can I ask you to self uh, evaluate? Um, was that your best outing as a Razorback the other day, last Friday against Indiana? I don't know if it was my best one. It's definitely up there, and from what I can remember, I had Mississippi State my freshman year that was pretty good, and Tennessee. So, but I definitely think that ranks up there, and felt really good about it. See that I just put you in an awkward position right there, unintentionally. I'm like, okay, so do I flex on how good I was the other day, or do I talk about all the other times I was awesome? So that's a pickle. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what what'd you like about you know the facing Indiana? What what was working for you? Obviously, you know the ten strikeouts was was phenomenal. What would you have something individually uh, as a pitch that was going, or kind of everything with your approach? What would you like about your your performance? I think I just had the curveball going really well, so in every count or any count that I needed to, even behind, so that really put me at an advantage to uh, you know keep them off balance. So normally when that's going good, I can build off that and use all my other pitches to uh, you know keep them off balance and that's what happened how do you rank your pitches because you, you know you, you said you're you're you know you're a fastball pitcher but then you got your curveball and I know you got you know up to five other pitches pitches every day can be different but how do you rank it as far as your confidence your pitches uh, I would say that right now the curveball is you know the first pitch on that list and then fastball uh, probably slider cutter and the change at the last. I mean, I've been using uh, different pitches, but I haven't had a game where I've been able to use them all and throughout the game. And I've kind of gotten limited down to just using the curveball, fastball, and slider. When did this curveball become such a weapon? I think it's always been been there. It's just the way I've been throwing it recently. It's aggressive and uh, trying to use it to punch people which is different than in the past where I just use it as a pitch to get ground balls. Is it? Are you throwing it harder? It's harder, yes. I think it's 80, 81 to 83. And used to it was a soft, almost like an off-speed pitch that was trying to get them off balance? Yes, yeah. It was more just to like get ahead of people and uh, you know get soft contact early in the count. But now it's turned into a, a pitch that I can utilize to get strikeouts and uh, – We asked you last week about the weather because we knew it was going to be bad and you weren't worried about the weather. Obviously, it didn't affect you. What were the conditions like? Was it pretty miserable out there? Yes, it was miserable. I mean, (laughs) uh, I think it was probably 35 degrees, and then you had the wind chill from 
uh, you know, wind blowing at our back. So it wasn't ideal, but, you know, we got out there and practiced the day before. So we knew what we were, we were stepping into, and we had hand warmers and all the all the tools to keep us warm. What, what other tools do you use? Well, they had the big industrial blowers in there, the the industrial heaters. So mm-hmm. everybody was huddled around there whenever, you know, in between innings and right before I went out there, I make sure my hands were warm. And that was a, a big bonus because other than that, I don't think I would have been able to keep warm. Gotcha. Talking to Connor Nolan on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. If you're just tuning in, it's brought to you by our buddy John Mark Goings over at Allstate. So Saturday you guys got, I guess, a, a rain out, basically. Uh, the field was unplayable. What, what did you do to pass the time? And did anybody have anything to do with that, like in Bull Durham? Did somebody sneak over there Friday night and, like, turn on the sprinklers and uh, cause the conditions to be unplayable? Or was that just uh, an act of God? I think that's more of an act of God. You know, they okay. played the game before us on that field, and they got torn up pretty good. And uh, They tried to dress it up and make it look pretty, but it still was, uh, you know, not what it should be. But we uh, canceled that game, and then we just went back to the hotel. I got to spend a little time with my family. I made the trip down there. so That's nice. Got to go eat with them and see my younger siblings. How many siblings do you have? I have three. Are you the best athlete? Uh, I would like to think so, but the, I have an 11-year-old brother and a 7-year-old sister, so they still got time to develop. So we'll see <laughs> in the future. All right, so what's where's the younger brother leaning? Is he football, baseball, or both? He's probably going to be a football guy. He's he's a lineman. He's a big body. So oh, okay. I think uh, he's, he's definitely not a quarterback. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like it. Um, let me ask you about your relationship with the catcher. And, I mean, I don't know how often you're using different guys or will over the season. Just curious about that uh, kind of the battery relationship and also at the same time curious about how many times, if ever, you shake them off. Uh, my relationship with both catchers is good. I mean, they both do a good job. They've taught me through the fall and the spring, and I'm very comfortable with um, both of them and how they call the game. I don't shake too often. If there's a if there's a count or I have a pitch that I feel like is working good, I'll just keep on with that. But, you know, most of the time it's them calling the game, and Coach might call something in, and if I don't throw that, uh, you know, it might not be a good a good deal. So I try to yeah. I try to stick with the plan as much as I can. How much does the catch the catcher call it versus that coming from the bench? You know, I don't know for sure. I think that it's mainly from the catcher, but in tight spots, there's definitely suggestions coming from the side. Have you ever gotten a situation where you disagreed with his his uh, pitch call, and you guys kind of had a little bit of a tit for tat, and then you went with his his, or he he had to give in to you? Was there ever a deal where somebody had to acquiesce? Uh, there's, it's always just uh, kind of up to the pitcher. You know, whatever you take to that's what you're going to throw and if you believe it then uh hopefully the catcher believes it too so there's not really a situation where anybody's going to get mad at you for throwing the pitch that you want to throw but you know you just got to make pitches and believe in what you're throwing i don't know what the like the ethics are on this or what's protocol but do you ever shake a guy off strike a dude out and then walk up to the catcher and say i told you so do you ever do that (laughs) i don't think so but okay sometimes there are situations where you shake and you want to say you're right but you know, you never know. Maybe that pitch they called would have struck him out too. Yeah, I guess as long as you give them credit, if they shake, if they change the pitch, and then things work out well for you guys, you should. As long as you give them credit, you can probably say, "I told you so." When you shake them off, and it works out well too. So, um, have you started scouting Southeastern yet? Yes, yes, we did that early in the week. All right, what do you got for me? Tell me something. Uh, I think their experience lineup. I mean, heavy right-handed. They got some power throughout. Obviously, they knocked the ball around and. 
Um, I think we have a good plan for the guys. Just kind of attack them how we how we should, and just using the right pitches and the right counts, keep them off balance. And I think we'll uh, we won't get too much away. So <laughs> I got to keep it limited. But you know, we have we have a good plan going in, and we know uh, what they like to do. Speaking of hitters, how excited were your hitters to go out to Baumwalker Stadium yesterday with it being 70 degrees and, and the wind blowing out to left field and not in their face for the first time and not being 30-something degrees? I know. Talk about a day. I mean, you, you get 70 degrees here. We come back from, uh, you know, chilly 35 and round rock, and then you get this wind blowing out. I mean, that's a hitter's ballpark. And obviously you saw what they did yesterday exciting for them, kind of take the weight off your shoulders, have a little fun, put a smile on your face, and play some baseball. Hey, you said that, take the weight off their shoulders. I noticed it yesterday after a couple big hits. It almost seemed like the entire mentality changed, the dugout changed. It was people having fun. Could, what was it like in the dugout? Could you sense that after the first big hit? Was there a difference? I think so. You, you know, you had Slavin sit that ball into Foghorns, and uh, <laughs> I think everybody just said, okay, it's time to go. We can hit now, and you know, kind of just relax and play the game instead of being so tensed up and pressured to, to perform. I think you, you know, you know how it goes for athletes. It's all the weight on, of the world on your shoulders to get a hit or mm-hmm. making the moment too big. And once that finally happened, everybody just kind of clicked and knew they could do it. Yeah, sometimes we just put too much pressure on ourselves, Justin. I try to, tell, you know, I, I try to uh, describe the intangibles of the game to you, and you just, yeah, sometimes you just got to be there to, to understand it. Uh, Connor, was Slavin's, does that rank up there as the, one of the biggest shots that you've seen at, at Baumwalker? Is that, was it as impressive as it looked on TV? It was. I, I don't know how far it went, but that's one of the longest balls I've, I've seen hit here. And I've seen some, some pretty good ones. Obviously, Hessen Kerstad hit some balls pretty far here. And, uh, you know, that, that ranks up there with that. And then the missile from Michael Turner. I mean, that was impressive, too. I mean, which one was better off the, right off the bat? Because Turner's, he just didn't hit it high enough. Yeah, that's the thing with, with both those on the Slavins, you knew it was gone because of the, the angle it took. But Turner's was kind of just a line drive, and it, it kept going. So I think, you know, you put a little bit of angle under there for uh, Turner's, and it might be in the same place as, as Slavins. I mean, they both have juice, and obviously they, they hit those balls different. But, you know, same kind of swing. What was longer, the amount of time that ball hung in the air or the amount of time Sheboy spent in the paint last weekend against Arkansas? <laughs> uh, I'd, say, I'd say him in the paint. I heard he was, was camping down there. What was longer, the English patient, the movie from several years ago, or the amount of time Sheboy spent in the paint on Saturday last uh, against Arkansas? <laughs> What's the deal with that? You know, I don't know. That guy's painted down there, and uh, he's camped out like, like our fans before the games, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Exactly. Maybe we'll find him in the hog pen at some point. It's funny because it's almost like there are rules in basketball, Connor, that are they're rules, but they're really more guidelines. I've seen, yeah. I don't know, two, three, three-second calls this year, and I call basketball games, and I watch a lot of basketball games. I've probably seen two, three-second calls the whole year. Is there a rule like that in baseball where it's like, well, that's a rule, but it almost never gets called? I guess maybe a balk, and I guess you guys are now dealing with the pitch clock, and that may not get called a whole lot. Do they? Do they? Are they hard and fast on that though with the pitch clock so far? Oh, they they've been kind of hard on it. Obviously, it's been called a couple times, but uh, I think they're they're like that every every year. They pick something to really harp on, and they'll do it in the end of the year. But once we get to SEC play or later in the year, it's 
it'll go by the wayside. More just a suggestion at that point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, back to uh, power. Who's got the most power on the team? Gosh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of guys that hit the ball far. I don't know if there's one guy that just jumps out. I think I think Slavens and Wallace are the two that you know stand out for me. But that's just because I've seen them hit home runs here uh, deep deep out of the ballpark. So you know we have some new guys that have a lot of juice. Michael Turner, obviously, he has. You know, home run power and uh, big hit Bob is a, a little man with a lot of lot of juice. So I think those those four guys probably really encompass that. And then who's got the the highest amount of heat on the pitching staff? Uh, Jackson Liggins. I mean, he he lights up the radar gun. He's you know a 97, 98 kind of guy. I believe a freshman that he hasn't thrown yet, but he'll get his opportunity. Jake Faraday, and he's. Hmm. He can uh, spin it in there probably a hundred. I thought uh, Nick was Moten when he came in yesterday. He was it, the radar gun wasn't working, so we never saw on TV. But it looked like he was humming it up there. It did. It looked firm from uh, the dugout. I was talking to somebody about that too. It looks looks like it's coming in pretty good, but I never saw any of the numbers uh, of what he was throwing. But he's in the past, he's thrown pretty hard. So who knows? It could have been ninety five, ninety six. Connor, good luck this weekend, buddy. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, take care. See you, Connor. Connor Nolan. Thanks to John Mark Goings, Allstate, for the sponsorship of the segment as well.